Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Red Runway, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, and we're live on Twitch. Finally, this is episode one of the TV version. It's like the man behind the mask right there. Episode 47 of the PWP. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, you can get us on Twitch every week live now. And that's Pred Wings Podcast. Follow us, Pred Wings Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Pred Wings Podcast. And... Twitter at Predwings at Predwings Pod and also Discord. Uh, so we uh, figure it out. We're here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Say that. so it's time for the Beer League Minute. So this is the face, folks, of, of D. <laughs> But here he is. No, not uh, not this week. It started off pretty good, actually. Uh, well, ten thirty game, uh, which whatever it is. So we had a two to nothing lead. Actually, it was zero zero on the first, and then uh, I was playing pretty good. And then uh, I think it was the second period we scored. Well, anyway, we had a two nothing lead third period. Still. Still two nothing. Two minutes to go. Just before two minutes, uh, I puck was in the crease. I kept trying to cover it, and I swear the puck just kept moving on me. And it. Uh, a magnet underneath the ice that just kept moving. every time you went to grab it. <laughs> well, it was like that. It was. It was like that whack a mole thing. You know, the game where the whack a mole you hit the whack a mole. Except you didn't hit it once. No, well, they grabbed it and put it in, and then one my defenseman cross-checked the the, uh, the one who scored and got a penalty. So the last two minutes, this is it's two to one, and uh, we ended up killing it off and winning the game two to one. So. Um, it sounds like a real barn burner out there this week. Oh yeah, it was. That's two. Like one for the ages. Two straight wins. Two straight wins for us, so. Thank God the backup got the win last week. No, I don't think we have a backup. <laughs> oh my God, it's just you. You let one tricky one, we'll call it. You you let in a tricky goal, but uh, you won you won the game. That's all that matters. Yeah, you know, well, it's at sixty-five years old. That's not too bad. I'm not that old. <laughs> so um, let's see. We got some recaps. Well, um, just a couple. Just a couple. Oh, Buffalo. Not does. many this week. Buffalo doesn't. But uh, I don't well, I've got I've got two. I've got two this week. Okay, so we'll um, go with Ron first. Yeah, I mean, it was the first the first game we played. It was. It was against Edmonton, and it was just—it was just a terrible game. The only thing that the Red Wings did good in this game was they were able to contain McDavid. McDavid didn't do anything. I mean, he didn't do. I mean, I think he had an assist on the the night. He had no real opportunities. Um, you know, they, they shut him down, but unfortunately, the sloppy play on the other lines was just terrible. Um, you know, they, they ended up dropping the game, you know, five to two. And there really wasn't any bright spots to the game. You know, you, you try to watch these games and find, you know, some kind of a, you know, a- anything to kind of excite you a little bit. There just, there wasn't anything. Um, you know, we had a couple of lucky goals, you know, nothing that really, you know, Bertuzzi scores a goal, which is good for his, that, that goal does, does two things for the Red Wings. Um, it gives them an opportunity to try to get him hot for a potential trade uh, to a contending team. Uh, but it also does a lot for his, his confidence, you know, being out for a while with injury, 
you know, th there was a good goal for him to get. I mean, he needed that individually. The wings also needed it. So it's a win-win for, for Tuesday to get that goal. Um, and Joe Valeno, again, just a young guy. He's got his seventh on the season. And Sider and Wallman got the assist on it. So, you know, that's that's pretty much it. Detroit was out-muscled the entire – they're not physically strong. There's nobody on that team. I mean, Evander Kane was bullying them at the end. I mean, it's just kind of embarrassing, you know, to be, uh, like, bullied the way that they get bullied. It is. it is. I mean, when when for me, I grew up with Bob Prober, Joey Koster, Darren McCarty. I mean, these guys are heavyweights. They'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. There's no cheap shots that are taken without ret retribution. Um so, I mean, you can go back to Probert with McGuire from Buffalo. Um, you know, obviously McCarty with Lemieux. And Koser, he just had a brick for a hand. But these guys stood up for their teammates. They didn't let these little, you know, these little guys. I mean, typically your, your stars are not bruisers. But they stood, they stood up for them. And the Red Wings don't have that. They're just – they get bullied. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, um, you know, the Red Wings. It was – embarrassing it was just an embarrassing game so but they did come back they did come back in calgary um you know they did get a a good win there i know i think some, d law had that all screwed up there um but zadina gets his gets no that was your that was your prediction then i i digress and ignore me um but yeah, I didn't think they were going to win that game, but they came out, they played well, they matched the lines. They, um, you know, that, that is, I think it's Vladar, their goalie. He played great. I mean, he played a great hockey game. And at one point he had this swagger where he, he jumped up from a big save fist bumped all of his defensemen and you could just see that he was in the zone. So, I mean, I, I was kind of worried, um, you know, but Larkin comes up, he, he gets a game tying goal in the, in the second period. Um, you know, it's only his 16th on the season. We'll get into Larkin a little bit later. But, you know, I, I think it was good for many reasons, similar to Bertuzzi, for Larkin to get that goal. Um, but even more so, Zadina. I've been down on this guy for a while. He got the game winner from Sunquist and Hag. I mean, it was just a great – it was it was a great goal. I mean, if I mean, if he missed it, we would have had a problem. Um, but, I mean, this, this does so much for, for everybody because – Zadina has been out for months with a lower body injury, broke a bone in his leg, been playing in Grand Rapids, playing very well, gets his, he gets a shot to come back up and he does well. He capitalized on it, but on this goal, not only did Zadina get his first of the season coming off of an injury, but Hag, Robert Hag got his, um, got an assist on this. I mean, that's good too, because he just came back from an injury. So it shows that Detroit's got a little bit of depth that can come up and, you know, cause some damage. We're still not there yet. As Lalone said last, you know, after their, the Edmonton game, we cannot score. We're not a goal scoring team. And I, I firmly believe that they need to find that they need to get that in them and become goal scorers. You can't leave pucks in the crease. You can't leave pucks, you know, miss empty nets. You gotta, you gotta even hit the net. To, to score obviously and the wings needed to be better at all those so this was a good confidence booster for the wings they, they come out with a two to one win um it was a good game overall but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with the wings coming up and um you know hope hopefully they can they can turn the season around yeah and yeah. what do you got d law oh uh, not very good <laughs> I had one game uh, against Vegas, and seems like everybody beats that team. <laughs> what, what well, they were on a they they were on a three game uh, three game win streak before the um, the break. So they but, made it four. But before that, they they were one five and one before the break. They just beat Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, D-Law, you got to think about it. They're they're a good team. They've got some good pieces in place. They've got good players on the well, team. Didn't help the coach is doing well. I mean, everyone is clicking in that organization. They're, they're playing good hockey. It, it didn't help that. Nashville, number five, I'm just saying. It didn't help. I don't like Vegas either, but. No, it didn't help that the Preds were flat. I mean, they came out flying, though, you know. Um 
But then, you know, Vegas put stone on IR again. I think they're playing around with a cap room. So, uh, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting in trade deadline, uh, you know, when, you know, you see what happens, you know. They're screwing around with the salary cap again. Um, Only time will tell. But in the last 34 games, the Preds are third in, in, the, in the West. Um, so, I mean, they sure didn't look like it the rest of the game. But uh, the, um, you know, Duchesne opened the scoring. Uh, he's got four goals in four games, his, his last four games. Um, but, you know, just, you know, Yossi and Forsberg assisted on that. Um, Vegas had two goals in 27 seconds. One of them was on a breakaway. Thanks to Yossi's screw up. Um, but then uh, they just, the, the Predators just, you know, well, they just fell flat on their face. I mean, it's just. Yeah, there's the fans are seeing it. Like, I, I had texted you earlier in the week that the fans just, they're not, they're not feeling it right now. I mean, Bridgestone is obviously Bridgestone. But a lot of people are saying it doesn't have the same buzz. It doesn't have the same, you know, electricity. Um, you know, and there's just a lot of grumblings. Like, people want Poyle gone. People want Heinz gone. People want to, you know, shop everybody out. People are upset with, with the Forsberg deal. Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on in Nashville that all are, are extremely distracting to a hockey team. I mean, what, what well, uh, I mean... It's, you know, they, they get a lot of money tied up in Forsberg, Yossi, Duchesne, and Johansson. And until recently, they haven't really done anything. Um, I, I don't want to see Duchesne going. He definitely can't get rid of Forsberg. But, um, but the, you know, you got to, um, you just got to, maybe trade Johansson because he really hasn't done anything. Uh, you know, it's basically been Duchesne, Forsberg, and Yossi. But, you know, they got out shot. So now you're you're okay with, with shopping people then? Well, not everybody. Like I said, you got to keep Forsberg, Yossi, and Duchesne. But, um, you know, and this – See, I don't think I've in, ever seen Nashville go through a true rebuild. I mean, look at, look at St. Louis. Vladimir Tarasenko gone. No two well, thoughts about well, it. Out of there. Well, these kind of jumped a gun on that one, but um, the uh, you know they they got outshot twelve to four in the first period. There's turnovers left and right, um, you know, and Eichel, you know, he didn't score, but he pretty much one power play. He pretty much played the whole. They power jumped play. the gun on that one. No, I didn't. He was he was playing in the game. <laughs> but um, you know, Sisson's another broken stick. And then second period, they get out. They're out shot twenty-one to six. Guy saw that and, broken stick. What a game changer! CCM's got to do better. Well, we got to call them out. He, call them out, D-Lo. Well, he's not the only one breaking sticks. There's a lot of breaking. Everybody's breaking sticks. It wasn't. It wasn't that they lost the game. They just couldn't do anything. What was the final score of that game? Uh, it was like five to one or five to nothing. I think I don't know the score. No, it was five to Who's one. Who yeah, right. was in goal? Was it Saros? Yes, it was a sieve. But um, well, he didn't. He gave up five, five goals. I mean, but it, actually, no, four. It was four. They pulled. It was four because they pulled. They pulled Yossi or so Yossi. Then they might as well pull Yossi. They pulled. They. They pulled Saros with three minutes to go. Let's say have another drink. They're down four to one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four to one. <laughs> four to one. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean they just they they, they pull their goalie down four to one. Well, I mean, Why? what else? Three, what else are you gonna do I mean, at that it, point? It, I mean, what else do you do? Honestly, maybe if you play the game. Up until three minutes to go and score. Some I don't goals disagree and... with that, but I mean, what have you got to lose down four to one? Well, you might as well try something. 
They ain't going to do nothing against Vegas. They just couldn't get I mean, I'm going. not a Heinz fan, but I probably would have done the same well, thing. Like, who cares? At 5-1, to one, no, I'm not pulling the goalie because I don't want to get embarrassed completely. And But, well, yeah, yeah I'd pull the goalie at a 4-1 to one game. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Well, they're not going to score two goals and three goals in two minutes like you know, the way they I don't know. Like going. I said, in, in this here, what we're discussing right now, I think you're going to you're going to be hearing hearing this about the Predators for quite a while because they don't want to go into a rebuild. They want to keep regurgitating used, washed up players that had a great season. They overpay for them, bring them in and they don't do anything. Like, oh. look at tourists. You guys were like huge on the Kyle tourist trade. No, I wasn't. You know, brought, no, I'm just saying, but you brought him in. He did nothing in Nashville. Well, they're still paying him. I mean, there are, I just feel like there are very few people in the NHL that can go from one team to another. Like, and Brent Burns is a, is a perfect example. The guy is extremely productive for every team that he plays on. The guy is a superstar. He's a superstar defenseman. And the Predators just get these, uh, they're stars, but they just don't have that superstar caliber game. Um, you know, like, like it. They trade all I just, their stars to the other teams. Like yeah, Robertson I mean, Poyle just he Fiala. can't develop. He can't develop a team. He can't put the he can't put the pieces together. And I, I stand firm. Hines, he he's still defending Hines. Hines is his retirement get out. You know, it's listen. Hines has another year. Poyle will have another year because if they even if they fire Hines this year. You know, it's going to be, oh, we'll bring in a new coach. That just buys Poyle an extra year to be the GM. And then he's going to get the option to, hey, listen, you need to step down and retire. A predator will let you go out with, you know, we'll let you go out with the blazing glory. Or we're going to fire you because you're not cutting it. And that's what it's going to come down to. Buffalo, Buffalo didn't have anything. Yeah, it's here. You, you had a different perspective on it. So let's start with the skills recap. The Tendy Tandem. Dan should have liked this, but he didn't even watch it, so I guess can't like I something didn't you don't see watch. That. I I saw the um the I recorded the outside game, but I didn't see the tan the tandem thing. So the goalie has to stand behind the net or next to the net behind the red line. They take a pass from a player, they wrap it around the boards, he catches it. And he's gotta shoot it down the ice and there's I believe there was like a scoro type board in the net. So they had to either score it in the net, hit the net, or they missed. And then what happened there, depending on if they had, I think if they scored, three people came down. Or no, maybe it was one person. I don't remember. But um, it was either a 3 on 0, 2 on 0, or 1 on 0, depending on what they did. So Edmonton's goalie, Stu Skinner, scored, and he hit the net. Saros, after missing the net the first two times, scored, and then he hit the net. Uh, there was 10 tries before a breakaway was scored. The goalies were uh, doing real well. Multiple posts were hit, though. Allmark, he came in. He missed the net three times, including a slap shot. He tried a slap shot with a goalie stick. Uh, then he hit the net twice. Sarah Nurse scored. On her. Now, do you think that was staged a little bit? Her scoring. No, her being there was well-deserved. But her, that goal, I mean, do you think that was staged a little bit? Everything's staged in the all It was the Forsberg. It was the Forsberg goal. She came down kind of slow. And it was almost like it was like slow motion to me when I watched it. And that's why I kind of thought it was maybe staged Everybody a little bit. Everybody does a Peter Forsberg, though. But but it was like fake to the right, one hand around, and just poking in between the the skate and the 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 post. I mean, it was it was a beautiful goal. I can't do it. Not taking credit away from it. I was just wondering what your thoughts were because I I just felt that it was slow motion. I don't remember though. For sure. Are <clears throat> no, you good? Um, Sorkin missed five times. Hellebuck and Saros won the tandem. 
then they had the yeah he's yeah i said it sorry it was fun the uh splash spot was all right i wasn't that big of a fan players had to hit surfboards and then once all the surfboards were hit they had to hit an nhl logo which was tied to a dunk tank and they dunked an opposing player McDavid in the accuracy shooting went four for four in nine point four nine seven seconds. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Shnektakov did fastest skater, yeah, in thirteen point six nine nine seconds. Uh, speaking for everybody, but Larkin just looked like he just didn't want to be there. And I get it; you don't want to get injured in in a fastest skater competition, especially when you're in the middle of a contract negotiation. So I, I kind of get it. I, I get Larkin's reasoning, but well, well, it just it wasn't of, fun for the fans. Well, part of the All-Star game isn't interesting. <laughs> and then uh, Elias Pedersen won the hardest shot with a 103.2 shot. Rasmus Dahlin from the Sabres came in second with a 102.3 shot. Um, that was all my recap for the skills. I would almost be okay with like let's say you've got a guy like Martin Furk who who we were texting about earlier. He's got he I mean he has like a hundred and seven mile an hour slap shot. Like legitimately has probably the hardest slap shot in professional hockey right now. And I would be okay with him if he was in the NHL going to the hardest shot competition maybe not participating in the game because he's not like a superstar but i want i want to know who in the nhl has the best shot so i'm gonna the skills competition should be people who are good at that skill correct not just superstars because i mean you might be he might be throwing shade at some of these guys say hey listen you know marty Furk, you're gonna come in and you're only, you know, you can experience some of it. We're not going to pay for all your your stuff, but you're not going to play in the game. We want you in the skills competition, and that's it. I agree. I agree. And, and then you really know who's the best of the best. Like, like I forget, who are the fastest skaters? Did you hit I, No. Yeah, he's, I mean, just to elaborate on that just a little bit really quick. Um so he had said, because people had called him out, he's in the middle of a contract negotiation, it's all over social media, like, Larkin, you're looking for all this money and you can't even skate fast. You're not trying. You're not You're not doing anything to help your case. So he was pretty much like, screw that. Guess what? I'm going to go out against the best and play the best. Granted, everybody probably wasn't trying as hard. He's probably a try hard out there. But, um. But yeah, he did get five goals, and it was all because of people were pissed off that he didn't really put in much effort in the fastest skater. Yeah, uh, so the, the fastest skaters, um, obviously, Sveshnikov won, as you mentioned, and then uh, Kevin Fiala, uh, Kyle McCarr, Chandler Stevenson, and Dylan Larkin. See, and I, I think Barzell is much faster than probably half of those guys. So like, he's a guy I would like to see in the fastest skater. Personally, I, I think that that kid can fly hometown. Well, I shouldn't say hometown, the Florida, Pan- Florida Panther boy, Matthew Kachuk. Oh, definitely. Larkin probably would have gave the car away anyway. I bet you Kachuk's going to keep it. Why do you think that? He doesn't need to drive. No, no. But can we go into a story quick? I, I'm, I'm jumping. I'm jumping around here. So, so talking about Larkin driving. Oh, you guys heard about Rasmus Anderson, right? I've heard, but I don't like, know. Like who Detroit he is. can't win a game unless they're running people down with their vehicles. Maybe so you got Rasmus Anderson in Detroit on a on a on a freaking goddamn scooter. Maybe that's what the president. He's riding a scooter. I don't know if it was electric or like he's pushing his feet like like a 10-year-old would do. 
but he was riding a scooter to go to some event and he gets mowed down by some Detroit dr- motorist. Um, How fast it wasn't are those si- things anyway? Aren't they like well, I don't know if it's foot power. Not if it's foot power, no, unless it's, that'd be incredible. Not all of them. I, well, the one that I would think the one that he was on would be one. Can no, you attest to it? No, but I mean, he could have been lollipopping his way through with his right foot pushing off the ground every two feet. I'd like to. You see don't if know. You got a video of it? No, there's. I don't think there is. I I have yet to come across the video. Yeah. He, but anyway, he's he's lollygagging through an intersection. It, he was in a crosswalk, going to some team function, and gets mowed down. Um, he did miss the game. It did not sound serious. I don't think there's any head injuries. He probably just fell off the scooter. And he, he's listed his day to day right now. So it worked out. And I can't say, I can't worked confirm or deny who? if worked I was in Detroit. Calgary, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. But, I, but again, if I, if I, I, I can't confirm or deny if I'm in downtown Detroit, like leaving the Hockey Town Cafe, pulling out of there. And if I'm, going for a football game and I saw like Jalen Hurts walking across the street. I may or may not excel my car. And if I see Cal McCarr walking across the street, I'll, I will probably definitely excel. Yeah, but he's just fa- because he's out in Colorado. And no, I'm just kidding. Cal McCarr is an incredible hockey he's player. He's fast enough. I, he could dodge it. Oh, oh does, yeah. He's, he, he'd probably just, well, he's fast he'd probably skate, pull like a like Keanu that. Reeves and do a backflip over Can the whole he- thing. He might, just he might not be fast on feet, but he's fast on skates. But yeah, that's that's all I got on that. I just I had to throw that out there. I felt like it was a good good segue talking about winning a car and Larkin not winning it and mowing people down. I guess that was, and then I guess we can go into the wings news. Or did you already do that? Yeah, not not. <laughs> No, no, it didn't do a whole lot. I oh, mean, you already talked about the car thing. No, no, I know. Um, <laughs> that was actually but, a pretty good seg. But the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, talking about the Wings news, we, we did get um, Hag and Zadina back this week. I mean, we, we rehashed that. This is a real make it or break it year for Zadina. I just, he's either going to be dealt, which he still might be. Um, or, or he might be just reassigned to Grand Rapids. He's just, he has not been the player that, you know, he guaranteed to be. But the person that I, I, I want to talk about is Jacob Vrana. You know, this is a hard one because nobody knows, you know, what's going on with Jacob Vrana. Nobody has any idea. He's, you know, he all we know is that he entered the, the player's um substance abuse program we don't know what it's for um there are rumors uh that i'm not going to share because it's just not my business it's nobody's business but he entered this program i don't know if it was forced by the red wings like hey listen you screwed up one too many times they've already had this happen with bob probert years and years ago as steve eisman's well aware um but they had him enter the program don't know if it was forced or you know, something Verona did on his own, goes into the program, um, comes out, gets reassigned to Grand Rapids just as a conditioning stint because he missed a couple of months. So he had to go get his get his feet under him. Then a news story breaks that he's probably played his last game in a winged wheel. So he's either going to be dealt or stay in Grand Rapids for a while. But the issue to the whole story is he's the hottest Griffin right now. He's played in 16 games. He's already got six goals. He's got four assists. So he's got 10 points in 16 games. Um, He's getting his feet under him as of late. He's been playing great hockey. Um, So it's just kind of, it's just kind of hard to really understand what is going on and why that decision was made. So it's just tough because the, as us as Wings fans, we want goal scorers. We know Veron is going to be there. And I'm going to quote Chris Osgood from, I don't know if it was preseason or one of the early games, but he had said, he goes, you know, Verona, we're excited for him to play because he's going to be possibly a 50 goal scorer this year if we can keep him healthy. So 
having this being said, I mean, having a guy that's potentially a 50 goal scorer or has the potential to do that and not being able to come up, you know, did, did he mess up pretty bad? Is he really in the doghouse of Detroit that, that they don't want to bring him in? Like, I just, I, I don't get it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I'm going to try to keep an eye on that. I'll try to see if I can get some more sources to, to get some information on that. But, you know, that's, that's pretty much all I have right, right now. Um, you know, there is an injury I'll talk about when we get to the injury section, but, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for, for the time being. Uh, we got some good injury news after Tage Thompson missed the all-star game because it's an injury. He's back playing or back practicing supposed to be uh, returning tomorrow's game against Calgary. So we'll see. Hopefully he comes back. Tomorrow's our first game in two weeks. Well, two weeks for me because I missed the last game because I was on an airplane. So actually in Detroit when the game was going on. Mm-hmm. Detroit Airport. It's weird. That's actually not a bad. That's actually one of the better airports. I agree. Cool. You get to walk underneath the tarmac, but I just uh, think it's cool because it's like I can possibly see one of my my favorites out there, and all the Detroit gear everywhere. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you don't know about that. Every kind of like in Chicago. I saw a Buffalo Bills player in the National Airport. Nashville, BNA. Nashville. I didn't hear you say that. No kidding. Yeah, very cool. So, oh my God, you can't be. Oh, I'm always that guy. Who? You got to think about this, man. Listen, if you're making, if you're making over a million dollars in one year, I mean, think about that amount of money. Like, yeah, you're going out, you're playing football, you're putting a lot of you're putting your body on the line, but it's a million dollars or more. The dude can say hi to his fans. That, that that comes with the territory. That comes if you don't like the job, then go find you know, go find a, a desk job. So I guess that leads us into the hideout. The hideout sponsored by Zrine Gaming Hideout. Check me out. Check me out on Twitch. I haven't been active in a while, but I'll get back. Don't worry. This podcast is taking up all my time. Missing Amherst Games. Jessica Bagula, the daughter of the Sabres Amherst owner, Kim and Terry Bagula, came out this week with the reasoning for her mom's absence lately. Kim had a medical event back in June. She was given CPR by her other daughter, Kelly, and was taken to the hospital, and her life was saved. She now has expressive aphasia which and memory loss, which don't ask me what that is. I don't know of their team or the family go down with a cardiac event. This just shows how important CPR is and public knowing CPR. Actually, it's, it'll be the best four hours of your life. Just go take it. You never know when you're going to use it. You too, D-Law. Go take it. You don't want me to do that. Please, listeners, get out there and learn CPR. You never know when you're going to need it. Uh, moving on, though, I think you guys might have touched on this last week, but I'm not a fan of the Sabres having three goalies on the roster. Yes, Dan, they do have three goalies on the roster. If you would have remembered Comrie coming down for his conditioning stint, because, you know, you were there, and you caused the Emmerich to lose that game. But anyways, <clears throat> I feel the need to ask Craig Anderson to trade with that team. As much as I love having him on the team, I think as a thank you to him, let him try to go win a cup somewhere with a good team and ride it off into the sunset with a cup win. I mean, the guy has given this team, he's what, 41 years old, I believe. He's given his all. And you're willing to let go of one of your top goaltenders, if not your top goaltender, you know, and, and yeah, you want to see him go get a cup. Sure. But in, in return, you're going to get some good draft capital or, or, or a good solid up and coming prospect potentially. So there's there's a win-win for um but yeah so i just wish they would do something 
having three goalies is it's not beneficial for the team. They've had to each game obviously one goalie sets and the other goalie is the backup, but it's just more games in between that a goalie sets because they're sharing a crease with two other guys. So I mean I think it's hurting the goalies more than it's helping them. Kind of like the Eiserman approach to that, to be honest with you. Um which I'm sure a lot of GMs or all GMs or most GMs follow the same suit is, you know, take your, like we put Nadelkovich down in Grand Rapids. He's found his form. He's playing phenomenal hockey, bring him back, let him get a couple of games in. Um, but he's our, he's our youngest goaltender. So let him go down and develop a little bit. There's, there's no rush. We need him in the years to come. So a lot of the fans and myself included, we're like, man, we, where's Ned? Bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. We don't necessarily need that right now. So, I mean, similar to Buffalo, like, you know, maybe move one of the guys down, UPL, move him down and let him develop in, in the Amherst. I mean, it's obvious he's going to see a lot of rubber. Um, you know, they get a lot of shots taken on him each game. Let him, let him get the rubber. You know, Comrie's – As much as I wasn't a fan of him to begin the season, I was a big, big time not a fan of him. Um no, I feel UPL needs to stay. He's he's earned the right to be our starting goalie. Let Comrie be his backup. I'm not a fan of Comrie. Yeah, Comrie, I, I think he sucks, to be honest. I just don't think he's that great. I watched him against – you know, I, I saw one game. I was at that Amherst game that he was playing. And he's he's a Red Wings reject. You know, he played in Detroit for a little bit. Um, he, I don't know. I just I, – I can't. He's on the older side. I just, I can't, I can't get into him. I just can't. And I know Craig Anderson, my God, he's, he's old, old, but you know, let, yeah, let him, if he wants to stay, let him, let him stay for, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would not have a problem because you guys aren't making a cup run this year. Playoffs. Sure. I don't, I, I have a hard time believing that Buffalo is going to make a cup run in, in 2022, 2023. I would keep UPL down, let him take all the rubber he can against the Amherst, play as many games as he can. Um, yes, please send him back then, down the Amherst. And then bring him up, you know, bring him up next year. Make him the starter next year. But I'm just sitting here in my basement with a Red Wings flag behind me, so I, I mean nothing to what's going on. As long as it's not your mom's basement. No, I don't live in my mom. Are we sure though? Yep, you never know. <laughs> uh, Dylan Cousins signed a seven-year, forty-nine point seven million dollar contract extension. I think it's a trap. Oh, geez, here we go again. I don't want to. What I mean by a trap is you guys are signing a lot of players, or, or, or very few players, to very big contracts. I know that the cap is going to go up a little bit, but. As a Red Wings fan with, you know, Ken Holland at, at the helm, seeing guys get massive, massive contracts, just, you know, you're putting all your capital into a few players. And it does. Yeah. Well, at least he signed, at least he signed Cousins, like, after he, like, is doing really good and not before. So, he is doing well I mean, this year, and I, I do agree to that. I do agree. At least he, I, I'm just – it's just – I mean, it's just hard for me to see all these players get these massive contracts because when I see players, it, they get massive – it's like they're not Austin Matthews. They're not Connor McDavid. They're not Cal McCarr. I mean, those guys are, are superstars in this league. Sign them to massive contracts. Everyone else to me is just kind of a gamble. I mean, we had Johan Franzen. And I think maybe this is why I'm scarred is we had Johan Franzen who didn't even play like the last six or seven years of his contract. We were paying huge money for him. It was just dead, dead weight floating in the cap space and he didn't even do anything. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to see these massive deals go out. And I, I and I spoke about it last week with, with Larkin. I just have a hard time with it. I don't like the big, long-term very high price deals i mean you got two center well if not, he's giving, not anymore if he's giving us a point or two a game 
He's 43 points in 49 games right now, so he's almost a point per game. This will make me eat crow a little bit. That, that but seems... what, did, what did he do last year? Yeah, but he didn't he didn't sign him till after he's doing this this season he has now. No, I I understand that. I mean, it's not terrible, now, but it's just it's it's not. It, I don't know. But now, I just see this. Like you, now, you put up some type of. Go ahead. It seems like now the seven eight million dollar average is is average now you know there's so many players now getting that so i guess that's you know well, i guess well that's because you're going to start to see the mcdavids jump up you're going to start seeing the mcdavids make way more money so like it's not three this year so he's improved his uh plus minus that's for sure um i mean, I mean hopefully for the buffalo's sake because i i actually like buffalo this is the one buffalo team that i actually really don't mind um, I would like to see Buffalo go to the Stanley Cup and win it. I, I would have no problem with that. Same with the Predators. I mean, both teams, I would have no problem seeing them go to the Stanley Cup and win if it's not. I'd like to see them. I mean, they're on the up and up. I just hope that they don't fall into that. You know, let's just pay every young guy that has a good season. Because for all you know, Tage Thompson could fall off the map next year. Cousins could fall off the map next year. I mean, it's just, it's unknown. But I mean, that's what I mean. It's almost like, it's it's like a stock. You, you put all this money into the stock, and it could crash tomorrow, and you're stuck with it. Um, that's what that's why I don't like these big deals because, you know, I, I and I know players aren't going to sign for one year. They're going to want several years. I just love the four to five year range. Gives you time to reevaluate towards the end of the the, the contract. Um, just gives everybody a little bit of investment into into the contract but yeah i could sorry i i hijacked i hijacked that so yeah cousins seven years last thing um no two last things so now this leaves the sabers with kyle oposto zegnas gergensen's tyson yost who i do like he was a waiver claim he's playing really well for the team and rasis asplin and cal clegg and Craig Anderson is the only free agents after this season. So Oposto, if he comes back, he'll probably sign a small $1 million contract. Gergensen's probably the same thing. He's been with us for a long – he's been with us the longest. A discount, both of them. I mean, one of them is your captain. Then, obviously, Craig Anderson. We talked about him already. But <clears throat> um, moving on, though, to the – Tuck versus Eichel watch. Eichel has 40, 36 goals, or 36 points, 16 goals, and 20 assists. So Tuck is a little over a point per game, and Jack is just a little under point. We're still a third-round pick out there, but. That's true. I mean, you. yeah, but you. Heck yeah. Then it was, you still won that. I mean, you guys are building where you guys, I think you guys are building a dynasty and and I don't, you never know what's going to happen, but it's just, I remember like the dead wings and how that whole thing progressed. They had a few okay seasons then bad season. Then they had a really good season and then they turned into this massive dynasty just by building and, and adding and Buffalo, I feel, is doing that right now with all their draft capital that they've got. Um, you know, they've got some pretty good guys, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, arguably some of the best players in the NHL. It's just it's it's hard not to like what Buffalo is going to be in the next two to three years. I think next year you'll see them for sure in the playoffs. I think after that you'll see them actually take a run in the playoffs. I think you're going to see them kind of like a Toronto where every year they're just, they're in the mix and they're well talked about. They've got guys that, like you said, that are locked up for many years. And I don't know, these picks could really pay off. And I, I still love that Eichel trade. Buffalo won that hands down, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. What do we got for the Predators? Uh, not much. In fact, I don't think I have anything. Other than, there you go. Other than they need to get rid of some management, they's got to sell the team. Let's let's just be honest. No, let's, don't go let's take through the that. drastic. No, no let's just take that, that drastic we, we, step. I mean, they don't care. The manager, the ownership doesn't Arizona. care. Arizona is actually trying to make 
the team better. That's why they need to get rid of somebody who's in Well, Batman, Batman is trying to make the team better. But but yeah, I mean, your your ownership, I mean, how do you keep a guy like Poyle around? If it were me as the owner, he would have been gone two years ago. Because he's an executive. I would have given given him the chance over after the, the the Stanley Cup, and he did nothing to bolster that team. Nothing. You have a team that you took the Stanley Cup finals. You you go out and find that one piece, that puzzle that's gonna help you win. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. It's almost like if you can trade a draft pick and a 20 goal score and go out and get a 40 goal score. That right there could have pushed you guys to the Stanley Cup. You doubled your goals. You lost one pick. You make a run to win the Stanley Cup. Poyle has done nothing to help that team. I don't know if a four-year goal scorer would have got us as a cop. I just use that as an example because that's that's typically what you do. You give up an okay player and a draft pick to get a great player. They needed a new ref at that game. You can't just blame the refs. Well, you, outside, you can't only not an outside, but we'll, we'll go into that. So I don't want to. No, I that. no, I, I get it. I get it. I understand where your frustration is. I still don't think that one cause is hoisting a banner at Bridgestone. I don't. But well, they, I, they hoisted enough of them. Of course, one well, behind me. Yeah, so actually, folks, that is actually um, the real size of the banner that they hung at the Bridgestone. Well, it's it just, looks like a three by five in the rafters. It's a miniature one. Oh, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> they might as well. Can we mute Brian? No. Because you said something, I couldn't hear him. No. Oh, there we go. Use your hair. <laughs> Authentic replica. <laughs> the one behind me is. Sorry, it's it was too big. It has too much to put on it. But yeah, one year. Or is it one a... year. It doesn't even have other cups on it. <laughs> that's if you touch all, my floor, because they're all hanging in little Caesars. No, but but I mean. I do like Ryan, but Miller. that's pretty cool because the way they come down, they like they like roll them up. Yeah, in the, in the ceiling they do a whole show with it. But oh, but no, getting with the, what I'm getting with the Predators is, yet yet he had an opportunity to go out and finish what he started, and he just couldn't finish. He's not a finisher. He couldn't. He can't put a team together. This can be guys the promised land. He's got to go. You got to go. And the ownership that's on the ownership at that point because oh, that's because he's he, just in I it for the money. I don't think he knows how to do the sailor cap. That's what I mean. So the owners need to get rid of him. But uh, I know you beat that. Like I was just trying to like let it let it go and let. Well, they're on a teeter totter. Up down up. They're on a teeter totter. Down up down. And it's kind of like the hands. <laughs> no, it's me. That's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I like like I see, I see Buffalo and Detroit both on the up and up. Detroit is a little bit behind Buffalo. They got to get some different pieces. They got to get healthy. It's because you never know. They're up, down, they, up, they got to get it's like you know song. just get moving. But they've got young. They're very young guys. Buffalo very young. If you, if you call a Stanley Cup final up, then yeah. But I call it. There's more. Brian, would you pick Stanley Cup final even if you lost it? Would you be excited to be there? I would take a playoff game. Okay, so, you, so you're saying the, the Stanley Cup game would be like a playoff up game up. in 11 years, people. 11 years without a playoff game. 17 for the Bills. But no, they didn't. Well, the Lions have been 69. The Lions were on the up and up. They'll get there. They'll get there. I'm hoping. But anyway. But yeah, I just, the Predators, they, when they're in the you do everything you can to win that cup. That's why you always hear about, oh, let's send him to a cup contending team. Brian just said Craig Hanson. Let him go out and get his cup. Send him to a cup contending team. That's why National needs to be a freaking buyer. They're a cup contending team. You bought and you buy everything there is. The Bruins have been linked to every single star, literally every single star that has gone or potentially going on the trade market has been in contact with Boston. And it could just be a phone call. Hey, are you interested? Yeah. And they, they know. Yeah, well. Boston is going out there to get the players that they need to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, well, every well, year they trade that line. No matter what the players, they haven't won. Always trades away players uh, for draft. They'll get there. They'll get there. I'm hoping. But anyway, make the NHL. So it's like I hope so. Get, he won't. But yeah, I just the Predators. They when they're on the up, they need to be on the up up. Players, you do everything like, you can to you win know, that. Good that will help in the playoffs. He trades for draft picks, or like he thinks he's in a rebuild. I don't know. I mean, 
I certainly hope he doesn't think he's in a rebuild. Well, I don't know. I'd like to know, you know, I'd like to ask him what he thinks he's doing. He's the only GM they've ever had. That's, that's, that's the problem. They've only had three coaches. What is that, like 30 years almost? 26. That's what I mean, like, you guys let go of the third winningest coach ever in NHL history. That's how big a GM is. You let the third winningest coach well, in need, uh, NHL history walk from your team. And don't forget about Laviolette. He's a, he's a winner. He's a winner too. Of course he is. But he's then they get then they get a loser and then they hire a loser. He couldn't he couldn't win with New Jersey. Not like what New Jersey's doing. Not that as a coach. That's that's the problem. What do you think that um, they're gonna fire Poyle, the owners? No, they're never gonna fire Poyle. So they're. That's stopped. what I mean, Mike. No, they're not. You guys let go well, of the third winningest coach ever Poyle, in then... NHL history. That's how good of a GM he is. You let the third, they're, they're going to tell Poyle, Hines has to go. So Hines is going to be fired. He'll be gone. They're going to bring somebody else in, and then Poyle's going to say, listen, I need at least a year to get the coach acclimated and get this team on track. So give us a year with this guy. We'll see what we evaluate. He's done that they're with Laviolette and Hines. Yeah, but now now he's at the end of his rope. Like People are catching on. Maybe he get, so Hines, maybe he so Hines will be gone. So Hines will be gone next year. That's when the ownership is going to say, Poyle, listen, you can either leave on your own, retire a predator, go out being the only GM that we've ever had, or we're going to let you go. They're going to give an ultimatum. You mark my words. He's going to get that ultimatum, and it could even be this year. But the ownership is going to give him an ultimatum. And his, his retirement plan was probably to retire next year because he signed Heinz to that contract. You ride Heinz to the end of the contract, say it didn't work, you bring in another guy. Then you ride out that guy for one year. Then the ultimatum comes down. Hey, listen, you have not put together a team that we can win with with any coach. And it's time for you to go. And that's when he's going to say, hey, listen, my time is up. I've done all I could. Due to technical difficulties, we do not have NHL news stories or the game previews for this week. We will have them back next week. And the recats will go on as normal. Thanks for tuning in to the Predwings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville!